There we go. Hey man, how was your how was your holiday? Uh, it was good. Uh, yeah, I'm just um, home in in Baltimore um, with my family. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good holiday. How was yours? Good. Oh God, it's just like a the day after Christmas. Everybody yeah. in my house wakes up sick or yeah. with like oh. a sinus infection the day uh-huh. after Christmas. So like, excuse my voice if it sounds a little raspy. Oh no, you're good. Is it is it the uh, the RSV like thing? Uh, maybe because my young, I have two boys. I have a five year old and a two year old son, yeah. and my youngest son just got done recovering from RSV. Yeah, that was like a huge big deal. Like that was yeah. exhausting. Oh my god. Yeah, because like, and it happened at like the worst time possible. Because like, me and my wife are going on a date night, and. My wife's aunt, who lives about 45, I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is like right on the southern point of uh, uh, Washington State, right above Oregon. Mm-hmm. And my wife's aunt lives about 45 minutes north. They're going to watch our kids for a little bit while we go on a date night. We're going to go see a show in Portland. And so we drive all the way up there, drop my son off. And at this point, he's not showing any symptoms. He's completely, he seems fine. Like he yeah. didn't seem like, this is four o'clock in the afternoon. He didn't seem sick at all. Yeah. And then- we drop him off about an hour later. We're like, just got to Portland. My wife's in Texas and says, Hey, like, is Gene sick? Like, he's not feeling well. Uh, he doesn't look, I think he's getting a fever. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, I was like, Well, I was like, Is it okay? Are you guys okay? Like, do you, do you want us to come get him? And she's like, We'll keep an eye on him for a little bit, see how things go. And we're like, All right, just text us if anything gets worse. And it was about another hour and a half later. She texted us she's like, yeah, he's not having problems breathing and seems like his fever's getting worse. I was like, okay. So we stopped our date night. We drove all the way up there. Yeah. I get a phone call about halfway there saying like, he's having problems breathing. We called an ambulance like, and I'm freaking out. So now I have to drive for the next like 25, 30 minutes, like worried about like the worst possible thing. Yeah. We get there. We end up taking him to the doctor. They give him antibiotics you know, uh, give him, give him an inhaler. We we ended up spending the night there and left in the morning and he was decently fine for the most part. But then like after all the meds and everything they gave him, it was about like two days later, he started to get better. But then that, that would start like, that was earlier this month, like the beginning of December. And that started like this chain reaction of just people in my life gradually getting sick. And I don't know if it was from that, but my gosh, it's been a, Oh, that's, I'm just like, glad everybody's okay. But it's like, man, it's like, can't catch a break. This winter seems to be like last year it's COVID. Now yeah. it's RSV. It's like, yeah. can we get a break? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what it'll be next year? Yeah. It's, but, always, it's always gonna be something, you know, you can't avoid yeah. getting sick. It sucks, but yeah. it's like, at least you're able to get over being sick. You know, that's how I think about it. Like if I can get sick and feel better a couple of days later, that's a sign that I'm a decently okay, healthy human being. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's, well, I'm, I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about your, your, was it your, your son, your daughter? Your, your, uh, my youngest son. So he was, son. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then, uh, and ironically, my oldest son didn't get sick at all. Yeah. And, uh, I think a couple of days later, my wife got sick, but hers was like super brief. Uh, and then me, I always seem to get like sinus infections. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, like, I used to be a heavy smoker for years and I quit yeah. like a year ago. Uh-huh. And so when I was smoking, it was a pretty regular thing. I highly recommend never smoking cigarettes because that will mess up your lungs. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've, you know, I've heard that before. I don't know. It must be a rumor going around. I know, right? Like, man, the, the people yeah. who's, you know, who say that smoking's bad for you, they're not lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I, I had a pretty bad sinus infection a couple a couple of years ago. You know, since we're on the topic, you know, I I it, when I was yeah when I was twenty, I like I woke up one day. It was the first day of my spring break actually, and like couldn't hear out of my left ear. And oh. I was like, oh man, this is not good. Like. I thought it was just like, you know, like mucus or whatever, like what, like, so like tried to steam it out, nothing, no luck. It was like my left ear, like was kind of out of commission for like two or three months. Dude. And then one, yeah. Was it an ear one, infection? Or it, it was like, well, it was like, I think it, what it was is like, because of the like sinus, I had like a, like a cold and like everything was kind of like inflamed and then like i think my eardrum just like ruptured mm -hmm. and then because i was also like this happened like the day after i was like coming back from new york i was like go i went through the tunnel like you know with the like the ear popping kind of stuff oh yeah and, um but uh yeah it was like i think it just like ruptured and then i couldn't hear for like out of this year for like two or three months but then like one day it just kind of like i like had a yawn and it just like popped back and you're like it's a miracle yeah right yeah it's pretty yeah pretty crazy so now you know now i'm good but now now you know you know you never know Dude, what you got it is crazy how like long your ears take to heal in anything my wife had an ear infection it was around three to four months until her hearing started to go back to normal yeah yeah and yeah. It, it, it's not fun i'm sorry yeah. dude no, no no it's good you know i'm good now i'm sure do you now. have like one good ear too because my good ear is my left ear like <laughs> oh, i worked man. at I worked at like uh I worked for I, I worked for the public state of transportation here, so it's like I'm always around like loud noises, yeah. and I didn't realize I had one bad ear until yeah. like because I always had like an earbud in, so my I'm like I always had my left earbud in, and I was like I always thought that's how things sounded in both my ears, and then one day my AirPod died, I put in my right AirPod, and it's like half the sound. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah, like I I I have I have. Like when I'm playing shows, cause like, I'll like put, uh, sometimes like, you know, I want to like hear what's going on on the stage, but I also want to like hear the, from the in-ear monitors. So I like, yeah. but I try to like switch it out. Actually for the last tour, I didn't use in-ear monitors at all. It was just like, you know, just endured the, the volume. It's good. Yeah. It's that, good. Speaking of tours, that reminds me, you are the first individual I've spoken to that's from Baltimore. Tell yeah, me about well, tell me about that experience because I just listened to something recently and the individual was from Baltimore and he's talking about like the current state of the city, different things. I'm not I'm really unfamiliar with Baltimore. How was it like growing up there? Baltimore, yeah. I um I I love Baltimore. It's kind of like it's um it you know, it's like it's it's weird. It's kind of like in these in-betweens. It's like the the biggest small city or like the smallest city and it's like it's like the northern the northernmost southern city or like the southernmost northern city but but it's like i don't know yeah like uh it's kind of like i've lived in a couple of places in baltimore they've all been very very different it's like a very it's like they they say it's like a neighborhood city um mm -hmm. it's because like it, things can change so quick like you could be like in one neighborhood and then like walk like 15 minutes and then like everything is everything is totally different. Like oh dude, I'm from Portland, Oregon. It is the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to like it's it's hard to say like it's hard to say anything like, you know, general about like Baltimore. But like, but yeah, it's cool. It's it's like a it's like a nice place to, like for musicians because like um 
it's like the cost of living is like pretty low. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can like kind of like work like a regular whatever you can like work and be a musician and it's like it's cool like that's you know, you nice know, yeah yeah that's how like good music scenes start too isn't it like it's kind of like yeah. you know i feel like when you're a young musician and you're trying to make it right what's maybe the first place that comes in your head it's gonna be like new york yeah. la depending on like genres of music some people who play jazz like i go to chicago uh new orleans whatever specificity of like what their interest is yeah. and every person i hear talk about being from Baltimore, there's yeah. always a sense of pride living in that city. And like, yeah. and then you got the, you know, from, then you got the people from the outside. If you hear about something happening in Baltimore on the news, then there's like this Baltimore has a certain reputation. It seems like when it comes to like crime or different yeah. things, but then a lot of that seems skewed because like me, I, you know, being from Portland, Portland has a reputation. Portland yeah. has this reputation to be like hyper liberal, um, all the things that went on during COVID and like the uh, Black Lives Matter protest, the vandalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but being from Portland, you know, we, I understand it as being a lot more, it's a, co- a complex place, you know, like there's, yeah. it's not just that. There are, it's a city that's got great music, great food. And it's nice that Portland's kind of getting a reputation now for being like one of the food capitals of the country because like the food cart scene, like, yeah. That's why I don't think I could ever move out of the Northwest because I have options of so many different types of food. Like if I want to get a vegan burrito, I can go get a vegan burrito. If I want to get like a sushi burrito, Thai food, Vietnamese food, Hawaiian, Nigerian, Ethiopian, like whatever you could think of, they have it here in either a store or a food cart. That's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It must be something about Portland because I know it's funny that like, okay, so, like, there's Portland, Oregon, like, mm. you know, has this reputation. I know, like, the food reputation. My friend was just out there, like, on the West Coast, like, stopped in Portland, like, had great things to say about it. And then I know that, like, Portland, Maine also has really good food. So, I don't know, maybe it's, like, a, you know, it's, like, a kind of, like, it's Portland's thing, you know. Like it's, like, close, near the water. Yeah, Like, you right. know, like, cause that's what, like, Portland – uh has a river, the uh, the Willamette River that runs right through it. So there's like two sides of Portland and you have to cross like four bridges. You can go to like three different bridges that take you into downtown Portland. Yeah. Downtown Portland's changed a lot because it's kind of been overran by homeless people the last couple of years. It's always had homeless people, but like, it's kind of like where there's corporate offices for everything, but also where like all the clubs are and like mm-hmm. the entertainment venue, the big entertainment venues. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help that our like main arena, the the Moda Center, where like the Portland Trailblazers play and all the big acts go, mm-hmm. um, like is right in front of it, like right there. So like we have all this communal, the, we have this thing. Uh, our public transportation in Portland is called TriMet. They have a bus line and a rail line, mm-hmm. and the way it's built is that you can get to Washington through that public transit. So it's like, if you're homeless, it's kind of ideal because you have a hub where you can get anywhere in the city and most of Northern North, like Northwest Northeast Portland, uh, just by hopping on the bus and not having to pay anything really for the most part, Mm -hmm. homeless people ride for free all the time. It, nobody checks them. And, but so, but then you also got the other side of Portland where it's like, you know, the food, you got the clothing stores, the thrift shops, uh, the record stores. That's one thing I discovered like in the last year is how many record stores Portland mm-hmm. has. And mm-hmm. this last year has been kind of like a renaissance for me with like listening to music. And that's kind of how I came across you. Uh, mm-hmm. Because dude, no joke. 
I'm, I'm not even making this up. About a week before you wrote me, like yeah. I was listening to your album, The Sale. No joke. I came across yeah. it on a Spotify playlist. And I like, it's weird how you ever come across like a playlist, a song, an album at like a time where you felt like it fit the moment the best and it wasn't even on purpose. Uh, like, yeah. I just wasn't that vibe. I was, um, I was going Christmas shopping uh, for a family member of mine. My, my wife's watching my kids. I'm just walking through Portland. I got my headphones in, kind of doing my thing. I was going to, there's this big bookstore in Portland called Powell's Bookstore. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest bookstores in the country. It's like a two, like two, like three or two story multiplex parking garage bookstore, resale bookstore. It's got a coffee shop and all this kind of stuff in it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go Christmas shopping and I'm going to go into this bookstore. I'm going to work on the podcast. And I end up going in there. And I'm walking through the bookstore, just looking mm-hmm. at stuff. It's got artwork everywhere, posters. They got, you know, parts of the parts of it that they're doing, like um, reads. They got authors doing book signings. And it was like the, the, the sound of that album, the ambient kind of jazzy, soulful sound of that album. I think it was uh, uh, the first song is Heartbeat. Heart Holiday. Heart Holiday, that yeah. song, as soon as it hit at that time, it was like setting, mindset, song, fused Ooh. together in one. It was wow. so perfectly timed. I listened to that out al- the whole time I was in there, I listened to that album from beginning to end. Wow, thank you. I'm, so, I'm, I'm very glad. Yeah. The one thing I didn't realize is really common. And I just talked to uh I'm not have you do you know who Soren Bryce is? She's uh uh in this band called Tummy Ache from the UK. And we had this whole conversation about like how people don't really listen two yeah. albums from beginning to end right and yeah and i never really thought about that because it's been such a part of my life for so long to where like like i i have a friend that got me into vinyl records so like when i'm turning on a record i listen to it from beginning to end because yeah. it's like part of it is laziness because i don't want to have to flip the record out put it in its case grab a new record put it in there it's not, it's not it's not as convenient as like pressing forward on your phone you know yeah yeah and i i just I, I've gotten to the habit of like, if I like something, I got to hear it out because mm-hmm. um, I feel like most artists will try, you know, they go for something. They're trying to, they're trying to send a message or they're trying to express whatever emotions they're feeling while they're recording the song. So I feel like if you can't really get a good understanding of the artist or whatever perception they're trying to give off or whatever vibe or message or feeling or whatever they're going through, unless you listen to the album from beginning to end, Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really lazy if you don't. So I've got, I really enjoy doing that. I feel like I get like, it's an, it becomes an experience than really just background music, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like your album was really good at creating that experience. Thank you. So yeah, that means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll, you know, uh, before, uh, when we just decided we're going to talk and we scheduled this, yeah. like I was looking you up and getting some information about you just to understand you a little bit. And, like so, you you're going to music school right now in Baltimore? Uh, no. So I yeah. So that I I did go. Hold on, let me let my my cat is right outside my door. Oh, you're good. I've been having to like beat away my cat constantly. It won't stop scratching my door either. I had to put a towel on the bottom of my door so my cat doesn't try to sneak in from underneath it. Yeah, yeah. My cat will. He'll if if you don't let him in, he'll just cry and cry and cry. Yeah, and my wife, she keeps telling me, she's like, just let the cat in, let it yeah. wander. I'm like, I have cords everywhere. My cat's gonna chew on everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's here, here, you can meet him. This is this is Sid. Sid. What's up, Sid? Beautiful yeah. kitty. Look, 
He's like, hey. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. I'm shy. He he doesn't play any instruments. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's not a member of the band? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, what, what was I going to say? I was oh, gonna say, so I was oh, saying yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. I, I was, about you going to music school so are you, are you was oh, yeah. that a, a while that was a little bit ago back like a couple yeah. of years ago i went to i went to high school at a place uh, called baltimore school for the arts mm-hmm. um it's like in kind of like the middle of baltimore it's like uh it's in a neighborhood called mount vernon it's a nice like it's like where the peabody conservatory is it's like a nice. oh okay i know I, i've heard of that yeah yeah um but that was like that's like I I did like music there. Baltimore School for the Arts like it's like claim to fame is like like we, like Tupac went there like Jada oh Lincoln that's what I heard it from yeah because yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. there's another rapper I think that went there Tupac yeah 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 Hell so yeah. Like, he went there for a little bit but yeah I I uh, I went there for high school and I was it in the music I was in the music department I played trombone um, that was like my focus it was like Hell yeah. Trombone. And then I was like going to go to jazz school for trombone, like when I graduated, but I ended up not doing that and ended up studying like literature instead. Like, oh, yeah, so man. That was, yeah, that was like a kind of major shift. And then like, but while I was like studying literature, I was still like playing music, like in clubs and stuff. Um, so, yeah. And how old of, were you that when you were doing this, like, like playing the shows in clubs and switching your to yeah. literature? That was like, well, I guess like I, when I started college, like I was still going to like study music, but then I switched when I was like, I switched gears probably like when I was like 19 or 20, like kind of, um, yeah, 19 or 20. And then, but then I was still like, I still like was like playing with my band a lot. And then that, but that was like all throughout college. I was doing that, went on my first tour when I was when I was, yeah, when I was 20, like at that, at that time, we went to uh, the UK and Europe, like me and like four other like classmates of mine from college. Nice. Uh, and yeah, so it was like all around that time, which was like right before COVID happened, I guess. Yeah. Oh man. So you had like this big transition kind of like all adventure right before COVID happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, it was sorry there's a lot of people here but, oh you're um, good man i have family yeah, from, no. my wife's family's visiting too so i'm like oh, i'm nice. just anticipating loud bangs yeah no no <laughs> 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 loud bangs, people falling or what yeah what is... like my like somebody tripping over something or because like yeah, the, yeah. my mother-in-law and my father-in-law are watching my sons right now in like the other okay. part of my house and so i'm kind of like okay when is some, when is my son gonna run in here slam yeah. the door open and be like dad dad yeah. Fix the computer. <laughs> Soundbite sound for the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was like, yeah, big, yeah, kind of a big transition. Like, and then COVID happened, which kind of like, you know, really, obvi- you know, for everybody, kind of. Like, Dude, that's the thing, though. Like, the it, you know, it, COVID affects everybody, but if, like, for artists, you ha- can't really do a lot. All you can really do is kind of go back into like, go back into the studio or back into your mind and kind of like, okay. Well, all the places that I can display my music are closed. So, mm-hmm. what do I do now? I gotta kind of, kind of go back into the lab a little bit and think about no. what I'm going to do next, and just hope for the best. Like I, I talking to so many artists the last couple of weeks, and like kind of getting where their mind was during COVID. Like, seems like I can only imagine. Like, you want to do something so badly, and you just not even an option at this point. Or like, yeah. ha- like what you did. Like you had, you went and did your tour, and then 
you're just coming off this kind of like, oh man, that was fun. That was an adventure. I went, did some shows, played some music, saw yeah. some scenery. You had an adventure. And then now you come back to like your world and now you can't do anything, even locally, really. Like, yeah, yeah. like that's got to like be kind of like a huge ro- mental roadblock, I feel, for a lot of artists. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I, I mean, luck, luckily for me, like I, I had like there was like some like concrete tasks that I had to do. Like I had to mix the sale, like the sale was finished, but it wasn't like mixed. So I spent like the first COVID summer I spent like mixing it. Um, By the way, the sale, great title for an album and the cover is perfect because like, oh, thank you it's so like much. you jumping and it's giving off like for one, the album already seems like this album's going to be fun. And then it's yeah. called the sale. So yeah. it's very, I'm like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means, but like it's, it's, artistically really cool yeah thank you yeah it was uh layla layla Koo did the um the photography and the album artwork so yeah you should you should check them out they're, shout they're out show. yeah yeah but um yeah no um yeah well thank you yeah so i i kind of like spent that that time like mixing the record which was like good um but yeah definitely like you know really felt like i was spinning my wheels for a while yeah um so, did you feel yeah. what do you feel like you got out of COVID? Like during that whole thing where you had to kind of like press pause, what do uh, you feel like it did for you? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say like that. I got. It's hard to say that I got anything. Out. You know, I I like everybody like endured it, which was like, yeah, it's kind of like a suffering for a amount of time. Yeah, I think yeah, I got, and I got COVID three times, so that's but like, but yeah, I mean, like you know, I, you, I think like, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, it's hard to say that anything was like, yeah, I no, it was good. I mean, I mean, it's like it, it happened. You know what I mean? It's it like, happened. I, I yeah, like, like it's like one of those things you just accept because it's out of your control. Yeah, right, right, and um, but but yeah, no, yeah. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? I, exactly. I'm not sure I got out of it. I think I got out of it. Uh, it obviously like knocked uh, knocked everything onto a different course. So I got I kicked my- all previous plans or pause, yeah. and it takes you in a different direction. I don't yeah. know. I feel like COVID was like a fate reshuffling. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. So yeah, so I got my present fate in that. In, you know, in that respect, yeah, I got my present fate. See, I'm, uh, I try to have like you know, a previous version of Greg would have yeah. been decently negative and would have been like, this sucks. It's ruining everything. Yeah. And COVID kind of like allowed my mind to develop some sort of acceptance because I think mm-hmm. I was going through this transition of like, you know, I had bad habits. I was smoking cigarettes. I was trying to manage the stress of being a new father. I just bought a house. So I had all this stuff going on right during COVID. Like I bought a house during COVID. Right. And so like I, I got all these. Things. That's awesome. Thank you. And like, it's just so much stuff was going on and I was never great at handling stress. Like I always dealt with it in unhealthy ways. And so when COVID happened, I had no choice really than to reevaluate my current way of thinking, which is not working for me, like health wise or like happiness wise. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to like reshuffle and think of like, what, what, what am I doing in my current state? That's not benefiting me or uh, contributing to my happiness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, it's, you could start off by being grateful. So just try to be more grateful for the things that you have. Right. Because I mean, I fortunately was still able to work. 
my family was safe. Um, because uh, there were people during COVID that were highly affected by it. They either lost a loved one, lost their job, things like that. And people were going through stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, I am fortunately not going through some of the hardships that a lot of people are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, been, I've been very fortunate. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm lucky, but I'm fortunate. I'm grateful that things aren't the worst they can be. Mm-hmm. So let's switch perspective a little bit. And so that took me down to like create, starting the podcast. I was like, I want to conversate with people and learn i want to learn more about people i've always had a curiosity for people and especially curiosity about music because Mm -hmm. the one thing i I find the most interesting about uh artists or musicians is that every person's doing it for their love of music or just for kind of like what message am i wanting to get off because everybody wants to do something and they're going to they want to express themselves in their own individualistic way and and some are better at it than others some you know try their best but then you come across some that you're just like oh this is i don't know how they did this but they they got across made great music and are reaching a huge amount of people and affecting and changing lives Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i like felt with your music i was like dude this guy got his sound like it like i feel like uh was i was talking to back to soren i was talking to soren and we're talking about like how how like finding your sound is very difficult how you know we all want to emulate something because we we have what type of music we listen to artists um Mm -hmm. culture we've taken in television we are a version of our interests you know Mm -hmm. which we've reformatted into trying to be an original version of ourselves influ and everybody's influenced by something everybody even the most prominent artists musicians are influenced by either a genre of music or an individual in the past right and they reformat it and it becomes you and that's what i really enjoy talking about artists that's why my podcast became like i i i became interviewing artists helping promote their music and the things they love doing because i enjoy what they're doing like, mm-hmm. And I made a promise to myself. I promised myself, you're not going to interview people that you don't have any interest in. Because yeah. I've had people recommend people to me, and then I listen to their music. And it's not just for, it's just not for me. So now yeah. I got to, they're like, oh, are you going to interview them? I'm like, then I have to tell them, like, uh, you know, I don't, if I interview somebody that I don't have an interest in what they're doing, it's going to come off in genuine and forced. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, uh, Joe Rogan even says that. Joe Rogan's like, half the reason why my podcast turned out okay is because I just like the people that I interview. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? And like, and so like I try not to pretend or to be pre- like um, how do you say the word? Ugh. Like I, I don't want to come off as like being forced or ingenuine at all. Mm-hmm. And I never know if I'm coming off ingenuine. I just try to be myself as much as possible. Yeah. And sometimes it's sporadic and crazy, and I go on super long rambles and don't make any sense. And I can never tell if I'm annoying people or, you know, no, like, no, no, you're, no, you're, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, sometimes I don't even, sometimes I wonder if I have some form of autism and I don't even realize it, you know, but like I, and I've just accepted it. I'm like, I like what I like. I am who I am. And I like talking to people who kind of represent the same thing and do their thing. Like yeah. they're doing their thing and trying to like, and going through the struggles and kind of pushing through the hardships to get to where they want to be. Yeah. And so with your music, 
what was when did you know that this was kind of like because you've been doing this since you were young, right? You got you learned you played the trombone in high school, so I'm assuming yeah. you learned how to like you started it probably in middle school, yeah, elementary and, school. Like yeah. what when did you know that you're like, oh, this music thing is mine. This is for me. Yeah, it's I yeah, it's I I don't think that it was ever like like a kind of de- decisive moment. Was it like um, always just like a part of your life? Yeah, I think it was like oh yeah, always a part of my life. And then and then it was music. Like was was for me the most exciting thing about music is that it's like a kind of site of discovery. You can always kind of count on music to be this kind of like agent of discovery or like experimentation and stuff like that. And, and I, so that was, so, you know, that's like, that's kind of what it, what it always is for me. I also think that like music, like kind of, you know, I, I studied literature in college and I think that literature, like kind of, you know, literature kind of like interacts with like the, your intellect or, or whatever, like your emotions to a certain extent, stuff like that. But I think like it gives music, you like in depth perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think music, like it's something, it's something totally, it's something like, uh, like it cuts, cuts right through, I think. The bullshit. It cuts through. Like, it's like yeah. a mirrored reflection. It's like even when you're listening to it, it kind of does that. You know, yeah, I, like, I, yeah, I think, I think, right. I think music, like, I think listening, listening to music, um, if, you know, if it, if it really does move you, it's like, uh, it's cutting through to like your spirit or something. Like, it's like something, it's something like kind of like, um, or like your like will or whatever. It's like, it's hard to say what it is, but, but that, and, and then I, I, so then on the other side of that, like making music is kind of like discovering is like uncovering like how it actually does that. Like when you're listening to music and it, and it breaks through to your spirit, like the, like for me, it's like, what, what just happened like, what, you know, what is, what is so moving about this particular, it'll always be like a moment in a, in a piece or in a song or something like this. And then when I'm making music, it's like about figuring out, exactly what happened and then you know it's like discovery you know what i mean so so that's so yeah i think so there wasn't like a decisive it wasn't like you know okay i knew at that moment that i wanted to be a doctor or something like that it was like it was like no like it's like it's really like what's important for me is like about is this like discovery and i think music is like the best way of, of getting there i think you know that's just what i think i think literature is too and like and movies but but i but yeah you know so so that's that's what it's about really yeah it's like art seems like it's like it's like i i try to sometimes i feel like i'm a little bit too introspective like i apply meaning to like things that probably shouldn't have meaning but with music and art movies literature it's like i picture like when i'm listening to a song if it doesn't move me emotionally i don't Mm. really have an interest in it Right. Because mm-hmm. it's meaning. It, it feels meaningless to me. Mm-hmm. Like it seems commercial. It seems like it's something that's like it's not it has no other purpose besides mm-hmm. to be background. And we all mm-hmm. know what kind of music that is. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to say specifics, but there are things that you can kind of be like, oh, this wasn't even when the intention of this song was never even meant to invoke emotion. Yeah. If anything, it's invoking passive emotion or lack of emotion to be mm-hmm. numb. And mm-hmm. When I listen to music or watch a good movie, uh, l- read a good book, it's like my brain 
go, like, it's like my thoughts go outside my brain and whatever I'm feeling at the time is like a bunch of frequencies scrambled and whatever I'm involved in art, like art wise, whether it's reading a book, um, watching a movie, listening to music. It's like those sound frequencies help recalibrate the part mm-hmm. of my brain that mm-hmm. it's having a hard time dealing with emotion or trying to gain perspective and think outside the box. And it brings that all together. Mm-hmm. And it's the best source of self-discovery. God, like some of the, some of the best music or self-discovery through music has been done accidentally or mm-hmm. non-intentionally. Like you could, mm-hmm. if you decide, Hey, I'm going to go to the studio for the next four hours. You'll leave that studio with an unintentional discovery. Yeah. and something brilliant. Like, as yeah. long as you have an open mind to it and music provides such a great opportunity for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has. And I, yeah, it's the unintentional part is also like really important too. Like, I think like my best, my, the ideas in music, the, the, the like the things that, that I've written that are most moving to me are the things that I've, that I've basic, basically started off as accidents. Like basically like, I will like play something. I'll be meaning to do one thing and or I ac- and I will basically fail at that and then accidentally do something else. And then, but then that, that's, that's something else is like, that's like where the real discovery happens. It's like, Oh, like this mistake was actually very good. Hey mom. Um, but, um, the, the, yeah, it's kind of like, it's it, so, it, I mean, it's it, another way of like, it's like, I think this kind of like in between like, like, um, mistakes, mishearing, misspeaking, et cetera, et cetera. Like I actually like, I mean, we generally think of that stuff as like very, as like kind of like surplus, whatever, like, uh, un, uh, unproductive, whatever, like, but then, but actually like if you mishear somebody sometimes and you think that they're saying one thing, but they're actually saying a different thing, like the, the thing that you think you're hearing could actually be something like very interesting. Like mm-hmm. the, it's just like, I, or like the, or like if you, if you misspeak or if you make a mistake on the, on the piano or something like, like you might, it might actually be that like this mistake, like is like, you know, it's like a subconscious unfolding. Like you're yeah, exactly, trying to, exactly. you're trying yeah. to like cautiously make something, but then it's yeah. like the mis- the the mistake just yeah. happens, and then you're like, oh, that was better, and yeah. that wasn't even done on purpose, or was it done on purpose? And it was like your subconscious yeah. mind yeah. saying, hey, let, I'm gonna give you a little bit of this good sauce real quick. This is what yeah. you're trying to go for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I so I love that stuff. You know, kind of just yeah, definitely. I think I was reading something about like well, I was looking up, you know, getting to know you reading like your out al- like stuff that about your albums, and different things. It was telling me that you really enjoy. So when you're like sometimes when you're writing a song, you'll mm-hmm. sometimes write the song up until you're just tired and mm-hmm. stop and mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is good. That is like a really good way of writing music, like literally just making <laughs> it until you're exhausted. You're like, well, th- apparently this is enough. Like That's actually really good. I've heard artists do that. And create yeah. some of their best work doing that because you're literally pushing yourself to exhaustion. But also, that's kind of your body letting you know, you know, like, hey, you're doing well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's like it's it's not like you know, it's not like any like bodybuilder, like it's not like that kind of like pushing. Like go to the gym, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like come on, like one more rep. It's 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 really just like it's really like there. I'll be, you know. I, I think what I was referring to in that is just like when I'm making music, the most exciting moment of like creation is like kind of 
at the beginning and like when it's happening and then mm-hmm. like and then it's rolling and rolling and rolling and then like at a certain point like either you get to you get tired or like or you get hungry or whatever and then like the the kind of like momentum kind of slows down and then it's like a lot of times it's like okay this is just like how the song is you know what i mean it's like yep it's it's like and then like and then like you know i'll come back the next a lot of times though you know i'll have i'll it's not like i go in starting from scratch it's like you know i have kind of an idea beforehand and but then like but then like yeah when it, it kind of the the song will kind of like you know it, the song is kind of it's like when you're making a song you're kind of like dealing with like another entity and the other and the other entity will like tell you like when it's done it'll be like okay like you know you've had that's kind of cool that's kind of like yeah. you know if you're going into like I'm gonna make some music it's kind of like a collaboration with this unfamiliar kind of like unrecognizable entity. Yeah. Like going into another dimension and you're collaborating, yeah. but you don't know what's on the other side. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Dude, yeah, you I have th- very good like like <laughs> references and preferences. That's, that's oh, actually thanks. like very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I well, I like the way you put it. Yeah, I think very that, poetic. Very poetic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the way that you put it. Like it's like it, working alone is definitely like a collaboration. Like uh because it is. It's it like, is. yeah, it's totally a given. I mean, it's like, it, it's, I'm not just like, it's not like I'm like the active agent and then like the music is just like this passive, like kind of thing that like does what I want. It's like, no, it's very much like, like I'm active and passive and the music is like, is, you know, the music like does certain things based on what I do, but then like the music will react against me. And then like, you know, it's kind of like this more like reciprocal kind of thing. Well, do so you that, ever have you ever gone into the studio or like yeah. you know jam session wherever you're like you're about to you're just like I'm gonna play some music right now, like no. do you ever go into it and you feel like you're kind of getting in touch or getting to know a part of yourself a little bit more like you discover something because I feel like that's what music has the power of doing most of the time is like you're going in to do something and you're kind of like oh I didn't know I was capable of doing that or mm-hmm. reaching that emotion mm-hmm. or um touching this kind of topic a certain way and develop like I've listened to things and kind of realized that like, or didn't think I had an opinion on something or a thought on something because I never thought about it. And then mm-hmm. it invokes kind of like, Oh, I didn't even know I really had an interest in this or mm-hmm. this could bring emotion out of me. Like yeah. it goes back to the, you know, music being like a form of discovery, self-discovery, yeah. but yeah. like, and pl- I heard something recently I thought was super interesting where they were talking about, I believe I, I feel like I say this a lot, but like it's it seems like when you're going into some form of artistic expression, artists are very sensitive and cre- like creativity is direct directly tied to sensitivity. Mm. And this individual is talking about how like sensitivity and creativity are tied to addiction, right? Mm. Which could be tied to also why like artists become really obsessed with things like they become obsessed with their music, obsessed with what, um, with finishing a project and just diving into it, like an art piece of some sort mm-hmm. and, and how pain, suffering and creativity are all tied together. Mm-hmm. So when you are a sensitive person or have a sensitive soul, you could be more in tune to certain emotions than most or and you could be in tune with emotion not necessarily know how to express it like you could feel something like that happens to be all the time where i feel a certain way 
and I don't know how to express it. So you have to find some form of outlet. That's where I, my mind goes to now because I don't have these outlets that I used to have. If I felt anxious or stressed out, I just go step, like stand outside, smoke a cigarette, and it was useless. Like yeah. thinking that would fix my problem or get rid of my stress. Yeah. And I don't have that anymore. So I'm like, now I got to develop tools on how to better process my thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like music is a great therapy for that and allows some form of introspective understanding of yourself, but it's never ending. Like, I feel like it's an infinite source of energy. I don't think you can like hit a peak with music and be like, Oh, I've had enough music now. I think I know Mm -hmm. enough about myself now. This is, I'm done. I don't need any more of this. It's an infinite source of joy and Mm -hmm. perspective. Cause Mm -hmm. like, it's like, how you could learn – I heard something interesting where somebody told me how like if you're going to go to school to learn a skill, right, you can learn skills. You can learn pattern sets on how to be better at a skill, but you can't learn how to be creative. Mm. And you can learn to express it in a better way, to fine-tune fine your creativity, but not everybody has this large amount of creativity. Some are just blessed with it and either use it or don't use it. Mm. And it's nice to see when people – like are going outside the box of other forms of music, art expression, and trying to find their own way of expressing it. And I feel like you do a really good job of that. Uh, and like, it's just, I don't know. I'm not trying to like, to, like try to toot no, your thank, horn no, too much you. or yeah, anything, yeah, you know, no, thank you. but like, yes. sorry, go oh, ahead. No, go, no, you, you No, I'll, like, it's just, it's, it's refreshing. I, t- yeah. I I like to tell I I really enjoy telling the artists like how re- like it's refreshing to see people doing their own thing in the most original way mm-hmm. instead of just copy and paste taking whatever they think is working on mm-hmm. a like oh I saw a TikTok video this seems to be popular let me do that because that's easy that's easy yeah. to do you're just seeing what you think works on a mass level and applying yeah. it to yourself it's it i i feel like when somebody's like actively making the choice not to become that or do that and mm-hmm. to stick with what is true to them and what they enjoy what type of things they want to express how they want to express themselves through it that is very hard to do because you're choosing to do the harder thing yeah. and like that's admirable i think any artist who's deciding like i'm going to make my music in the way that I do it. And question, do you play more than one instrument? I play, yeah. If any, pretty much every, everything you hear on the record is me. I don't play saxophone. So if you hear that, it's somebody else. And then there are two songs on the sale that, that um, it was a, a different drummer. So the two songs with the best drums, that's somebody else. Her name's Maya Stepanski. She's great. And oh, and then there's one other song with a different drummer as well. That's Devron Dennis, a local Baltimore drummer. He's great as well. Uh, so yeah, I, with both albums, it, it the first album it was in, it was all me playing all the instruments except for two. There were like two cameos of other people. And this this album, it's all me playing all the instruments except for I think there are like five cameos of people playing an instrument here and there. Um, but generally, I'm generally it's just me just me you know kind of how is that experience like how would you describe the difference between like you know working on a song 
uh, by yourself and you're doing everything yourself and the collaborative experience, like, do you have a preference? Do you like, what, how would you describe that difference of working with other people and doing it by yourself? Um, I like to work by myself. I, um, I like to work by myself. I think like when I work with other musicians, it, it's, it's interesting because I haven't really had very much like kind of like pure collaboration, like the way people talk about collaboration. Like I, I haven't like worked with somebody else, like from start to finish on a song. Um, but I've, but like when I, when I have other musicians like play on my songs, it's like, this is a musician. It's, it's like, this is a musician that I trust and that I'm willing to kind of like concede the control of this particular aspect of the song, like to this musician, like, so, so it'll be, so it's, you know, a lot of times it's like a lot of letting go of like the, okay, this is out of my control. Now this is like a collaborative experience. And I I can like direct my, the direction I want to go in because Mm -hmm. they're working on my project, but kind of like it's, it's, it could be, do you feel like it could be anxiety? Like it's harder to do. I, I think like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know the, the anxiety about that I have with regards to collaborating is not, is, is kind of different. I mean, like when I, when I, when I say I want somebody on my, one of my songs for like to play a solo, there's like, you know, like a saxophone solo or whatever, just want somebody to come on. Um, that like, I don't have very much anxiety about that. It's like, it's like, this is a, a, a musician that I really like mm-hmm. and I know like, whatever they play is going to be awesome. So they're there for a reason, you know, exactly. I kind of just like, that's, that's fine. And then the, but like, there is a kind of like, um, I mean, I've always been like a, a song maker first. I've, I've got, I've always like my thing, my, my first thing has always been like creating music in the studio and recording it and stuff like that. And then like Like production. Yeah. Production composition stuff like that you used to make beats too didn't you like was that like something you did like when you were younger yeah i used to make beats yeah yeah how, how I, would you like that like hip-hop beats yeah hip-hop beats Hell yeah. yeah dude look at that i i uh yeah i i fucking i love rap so like yeah i mean i i that that was like that's that was kind of like how i got started doing production but hip you if you can top three favorite rappers Oh, top three favorite. I know that's a big ask. That is a big ask. (laughs) I don't know. Really like, um, what would be like, if would you think of like a artist rapper that influenced you the most, like it was the most, you played them the most. Yeah. Either like the most of their albums was the first person that comes to your head. Maybe Jay Electronica. Yeah. Jay Electronica is so fucking good. I yeah, I love I love Jay Electronica. I love um And he's a producer as well. Like he was a like he could produce. He could like do cool. both. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's oh, cool. Yeah, dude, if yeah. you go back into like the like earlier in his career, he yeah. was made, did a lot of production for like the, I cool. think I think he's from New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and like yeah, he worked yeah. with a lot of artists. He did the kind of that Kanye thing kind of like produce a lot of tracks before he made his own and got more famous from that yeah dude so good jay electronic is a legend he's awesome yeah he's awesome um i don't know i like i like doom yeah i mean like yeah like mf doom i didn't realize because i thought he was so 
like obscure to the mainstream. Uh-huh. Like he became, he was a very underground guy for a while, but if you're from like the East coast, like he, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how, like if you come to Portland yeah. and talk to somebody who's a hip hop head about rap, they rarely bring up MF doom. They heard of uh, him uh-huh. and they like yeah. him, but from all the, I talked to this, uh, this artist producer from New York named Jacuzzi Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And he had the, like me and him were talking and he's like, I can't give too much detail, but like he's has projects he's working on right now with like some members of Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. And, cool. and he was, you know, talking about people he's worked with the process kind of stuff like that. And we were talking about, he was telling me about how big MF doom is. Like that was mm-hmm. one of his favorite, like highly influenced artists of his life was like yeah. uh, that in New York, people, idolize that guy they love him and you it's very he's very regional to like his fame but like you know in high school i was obsessed with that guy i was like this dude's rocking a mask like it was like i'm trying to think when i was in high school it was between 2007 and 2009 like in that time period and Uh that's when like people like djs rappers like people were developed character personas like I felt like at that time, some rappers were like professional wrestlers. So they were like putting on masks and developing a personality. You didn't know what they looked like. Yeah. And MF Doob was kind of that. He was a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's really, yeah, he's really cool. Um, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. But, Shout out to MF. Yeah. Rest in peace. But, um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was, yeah, like I, um, I, it's always been like the first, the first it's like, it's always been like kind of like music making first and then like performing music. Like I've never been like, I've never been a great guitar player. I've never been a great piano player. I've certainly never been a great singer. So like, so there's like, there's kind of like this, you know, there's, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, where, where I'm like really good, like it's kind of like putting, is like putting things together. Like I'm like a builder, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm not like a star, you know? And so like when you're collaborating, like the, the, the build a builder musician, like myself, like is going to want a lot more time. Like it's a much slower process and like requires more patience and like, and um, less kind of like, just like spontaneous, like, like shredding, you know what I mean? Like I'm not good yeah. at that. And so like, so if I was like working with, so there's, I I guess there's a little bit of anxiety in that. Like if I was working with another musician, like that, like. That's kind of natural though, right? Like if you feel like if a guy comes in and he's like killing it on the guitar, you'd be like, oh man, I feel like I have to like, I have to step my game up or something. There's kind of a, there's a natural competitiveness that it's like, I feel like there's always like competitiveness involved with collaboration because that's how you feel like you may, might get the best out of each other to motivate to like mm-hmm. push each other to like another level but i yeah. can see how that could be intimidating like it's kind of like you because you want to be the best you can be and yeah. then you're like oh like if i if like let's say but that's the thing though like you're kind of in a great position because you can always get better like there's always room to improve no matter yeah. what so even if you're like slash level guitar player he yeah. can probably he's gonna go play with Ted Nugent or a rock legend and be like, oh well, he could do something I can't, even though I've been doing it for tw- like thirty plus years. He's been doing mm-hmm. it for fifty plus years. There's yeah. always gonna be room to be critical about yourself, no matter who you're playing yeah. with. Yeah, no, I just, I yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 more just like it's it's more just like um, 
it would be different than, you know, if like, if a musician came in that was like really good, at, really good at guitar. And I was like working with them, like, it's like, I'm not, I, I consider myself a composer. And, yeah. and so if you have a composer working with a guitar player, it's like, they're, they're, you're moving at much different speeds. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's yeah. Thing. it's hard so, to find a common ground. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, yeah. So, so I, so, so yeah, I would say, but, but yeah, I mean, like I, I, I like, I mean, like I've always, I guess like I've always played like music for me has, has always at some point along the way been a very social thing, like whether it's at the point of inspiration or creation or performance or whatever, but it's like, but, um, so yeah, like that's not to be ignored for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. And like, I don't know. So have you had an experience to where like, you know, cause like you've, like you said, you worked with our, you brought in saxophone players, you brought in different drummers. Like, how does that, how does that make you feel? Because like, I just had a conversation with a, a friend of mine who's in this band, the name's Jonah P. He's in this band called Palomino Joyride locally here in Portland. Mm. And uh, I'm interviewing, I've interviewed him once. I'm interviewing him again in like two weeks. And he, last time we interviewed, I had a produ- I had one, uh, a producer Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, is Juan gonna be there?" And I was like, "No, he doesn't work here anymore." And he's like, "Why not? What happened to Juan?" And uh, I was like, "Well, it was more of like, uh, not that I didn't want him to be on the show, but like, it was, it would be like, hey man, I got you know, when I when I'm interviewing people, you could you got to respect people's time. Like, mm-hmm. let's say if I was like interviewing you, and my producer was gonna be an hour late, and I had to." stall an hour of your time to accommodate this man. So what happened was, is like eventually he was just showing up late constantly. And I had to be like, Hey, you know, like nothing gets you and you're a busy man to get, you got life going on, whatever. But I was like, I was like, this is affecting like what I want to do. And it's affecting other people's time. It's actually, I feel like it's really rude when you, are aware of people's schedules and you're willing to disrespect that schedule because like that person's taking time out of their day, like Mm -hmm. to talk with us and you're just kind of throwing that out the window. So we went our separate ways and did that. And that that itself taught maybe like more hands-on. I had to learn how to do audio editing. I had to learn how to do the video editing and I never put, I never dabbled in it because it was always taken care of. So in that process of like doing it by myself, I learned a lot more and Mm -hmm. became more knowledgeable in different skills. So like I had no, it was uncomfortable. Of course, I had no idea what I was doing. I had to, you know, uh, the only resource I had was YouTube. So I just watched hours of YouTube videos on Adobe, different softwares on how to do it. And I was like, I was like, well, if I'm going to pull this off and I don't want it to be like, shit quality of anything let's figure yeah. out a way to do this so i did it and i'm glad i did yeah. but what i learned in that was like when i'm doing it by myself obviously i have more control or i think i have more control right because like I, it's all me so whatever fail if anything fails i like i get full responsibility for that if mm-hmm. if anything succeeds i get full responsibility for that when you're collaborating with other people you do kind of have to release a little bit of that control mm-hmm. and and you know collaborate and that's really hard i feel like could be really hard to do and but at the same time because it's a risk you're taking a risk collaborating with other people it's like 
Let's say like if you if we did this interview and I went out and did something horrible, right? Mm-hmm. You collaborated, you took a chance with me, and it didn't work out. <laughs> so it's like that happens. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. but you took a chance, and yeah. when you take that chance, something beautiful and great can come out of it. And I feel like collaboration's uncomfortable. It's kind of necessary uncomfort, discomfort, you know. Like, yeah. and plus you could build relationships off that. You can learn a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm sure each time you've worked with people, you you've come out the end of it with like a little bit of something useful or an mm-hmm. adaptable skill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's an extreme benefit. And I've kind of learned to let go of that and be like, Hey, maybe you should, you know, give a little bit of responsibility to something or just kind of like, what's that word called when you kind of outsource certain tasks yeah. to other people. So now yeah. if I'm like overwhelmed with interviews, cause like I'm actually at the point now where I'm having, I'm, getting an opportunity to talk so many artists yeah. and it's, it seems like they're just either contacting me and it's happening organically. There's no organic interaction going on now. Mm-hmm. And I, this is something I was like, I was hoping would happen eventually. I didn't know it happened like in this great way. And also like, as I thought this was going to take like years of me to even formulate some form of dialogue with artists or to, for them to conversate with me and, it's happened in a matter of months just because like I, I'm a person that firmly believes that if you're doing what you love and you try your best naturally, not to, you know, create a perception or a persona, just to try to be yourself, no matter how annoying and obnoxious it might be. Like I grew up in a family who didn't really encourage me to be myself. Mm. Right. And the older I've gotten, I've accepted it. And I don't like, how do you say? I don't like um, hold resentment against anybody, but Mm -hmm. I was never really encouraged to be an expressive person or to speak Mm -hmm. my opinion or to share my thoughts. It was, it was never something that my people in my life valued. It was, Mm -hmm. they valued money, uh, uh, providing, you know, like going to work, which is an honorable life. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, you know, is strives for, to be able to provide for themselves. But like, you know, I come from a pretty old school family to where when I wanted to talk to people about how I was feeling or what the things I enjoyed doing or hobbies, music I liked, it was never real. I never got anything back. There wasn't like, nobody really cared. So Mm -hmm. I developed in my mind for years this perception of like nobody cares or will care about what I say. Mm-hmm. So when I talk with people and obviously like you're taking time out of your day to talk with me and you're taking the chance on any possible, this could have been a shit interview. It could have gone sideways. It could have gone bad because I mean, I could have completely destroyed this whole thing. And like you took that chance. Mm-hmm. So me knowing that you took that chance is an opportunity for me not to like mess it up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I take this opportunity as like a very precious mm-hmm. opportunity every single time, but still yeah. in the back of my head, I'm thinking that I'm annoying you. Like the no, entire no, time. No. no, it's not no. you. It's not you. But that's yeah, like yeah. always like a like a a thought, like a negative thought that's always flooding through my mind. It's yeah. like is and I have to get past that or figure yeah. out a way to articulate it or just ignore it, right? Yeah. And I feel All like right. like how do you feel like you when you're creating your music? Or when you're um, 
listening to music? Do you ever feel like you're processing something or feel like you're exercising a thought and getting all these negative emotions out? Like how does playing music affect your emotions and what do you feel like you get out of it? Um, yeah, I think, well, first of all, first of all, you know, it's been a pleasure to to talk with you. Like, so, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure as well. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about that. I know this is all in my head. Yeah. I'm completely yeah, aware yeah. of it. People are like, yeah. and then when I explain it, I feel like I come off insane and I'm like, no, 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 you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. But it's the wild, mean. weird, man. You know, things get yeah, wild, yeah, things well, get weird. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I th- um, yeah, music. I, it's it's interesting. Like we usually think about, like we usually put together like the words emotion and expression, and the, some you know, and and we have, I I it's like you know, uh, um, this idea that like art is about expression. I think like I I think um, for me, my own experience is always it's always about it's always been about impression. So it's been, you know, it's been, it's been like, it's, 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 it's rarely, it's rare. I really feel like it's rare that I feel like I have something to say and then I just need to like say it through music and then like the music says it. It's more like I want to like put myself in a position of like receiving a feeling. Like I kind of, I, so like for me, like making music is about like, is about kind of experimenting with like what makes an impression on me, like what, you know, it's, 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 it's a more kind of like receptive kind of thing. It's like more, you know, like what, uh, does that make sense? It's like, yeah, it's kind of like a good, it's like a game of give and take really. It's a relate, you have a relationship with music. Mm -hmm. Like you're giving, so you're putting the work into creating it, expecting a result at the end. That's completely natural. Yeah. I th- yeah. I, th- I think that, yeah, it's just, it's, so it's interesting. I feel like my, it's, it's, it's rare, you know, the movement is rarely from the inside to the outside for me. It's, it's almost always from the outside to the inside. It's almost like always like something becomes something exterior becomes interior, you know, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of expression. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I so yeah, it's, it's, but I, but I'm not sure how, you know, yeah, I'm not. Sure. I, I guess impression is a word to use then. Yeah, but you, does does that make sense? Yeah, it, it completely makes sense. And like, and that, and it's completely to the individual, you know, because everybody has their own reasons for doing it. Like anything, like whatever motivates you and whatever you want to get out of music is completely valid. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like I, I. I try not to come off as like this old head who feels like things have to be this way or people, this is what music for like rock is supposed to be or jazz is supposed to be your country soul, mm-hmm. anything like that, because it's really up to the individual. Like mm-hmm. you can make whatever form of music you can make and somebody's going to like it. And then you're on the other end, you're going to have somebody who's going to criticize it or tell you that's not what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I try not to be that guy. So whatever like music you want to make and fully express that's what it should be, yeah. right? That's like yeah. me. It's like whatever I want to talk about, I should be able to talk about it. As long yeah. as I'm not like hurting people's feelings or offending anybody, yeah. I should be able to say whatever I want. Yeah. So it's it's insane to me that like I've convinced myself over my entire life that what I say, like nobody cares. Like yeah. it's like it's like telling somebody who never been in a long-term relationship or never met like they've that they're not deserving of love 
Mm-hmm. Like it's really sad how many individuals out there think that they don't deserve things. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. you deserve to go play your music. You deserve yeah. to showcase your talents. People deserve to go like have friends. People deserve to like have a job. They deserve love. They deserve whatever they want to express themselves or take in as long as they're not hurting people. And yeah. it, I'm still figuring that out. So yeah. like the fact that you're like 20 years old, you're making your music, you're yeah. doing what you love, like you're winning, man. Thank you. Well, yeah. 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 Thank Thank you. I'm trying to be like a, like, you know, I feel like if somebody could take the time out of their day to talk to me, at least I could do is try to motivate. I'm not very inspirational. I'm not even going to pretend to be, I'm not Tony Robbins, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I just oh, could, like, if I could encourage you yeah, or anyone to just keep doing what you're doing because I I'm selfish and I want to listen to more of your music. Yeah, no, well, well I, <laughs> it's like I, implanting I, the thought, like, yeah. don't go make music for other people, make music for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I I, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, yeah, you're you're yeah, you're a good you're a good mo- motivation. I I would say you're a good motivational conversationalist. You know what I mean? That's, it's, thank you, sir. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And you know, each time I do a podcast, be honest with you, I'm always terrified because like I'm so anxious to wonder how what's the unpredictability of what it can be. Like I have no idea what it's going to be like. We've yeah. never met each other. Like yeah. I've never had a conversation with you, so I have no idea how this is going to go. But mm-hmm. within like ten, I can always tell within 10 to 20 seconds, how this conversation, a conversation will go. Uh, like, yeah. it's usually like, am I going to do a majority of the talking? Are they going to do a majority of the talking or is mm-hmm. there going to be a back and forth? You can always tell at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like, this has been like super fun. So like, it's nice. Yeah. Like usually I could tell, like it's never, never as bad as I convince myself in my head. It's going to be, it's never bad at all, but it's like yeah. never what I think it's going to be. So yeah. it's like a constant reminder that I overthink everything in my life <laughs> as we all, as we all do, you know? So yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I heard something on the radio the on NPR about like uh, the other day, like about how, how we have a lot of anxiety about like, if we haven't spoken to someone in a really long time, and, like we build up this anxiety about like reaching out to them. Cause we mm-hmm. think like, we think that it's like very risky. Like we're like, you know, like the, the, we think like, you know that it'll be a lot harder than it is and then like a lot of times you just call and then and then it's okay like it's fine it's always yeah really better, you know you've so. like commit you've had like well in between i feel like you probably had like a dialogue with yourself right you're probably like convinced yeah. you've either convinced yourself how you kn- know it's gonna go yeah and then it ends up once you do it it's never what it's not even close to what you thought it was gonna be oh, good yeah yeah. So it's just like we create these false narratives in our mind. And mine yeah. is like a false narrative on a regular basis. Yeah. And, and then like the balance of everything. Cause like me, you know, like I, I, I have, I think it's cause I feel like I have so much on my plate all the time. Like, you know, I'm 31 years old. I'm married. I got two kids. I got like, I got like two full-time jobs, podcast, my other job. And it's like balance of everything is really hard. Yeah. And sometimes seems like it's unmanageable, but then things come in that remind you to keep going. Like, just keep pushing, dude. Like mm-hmm. you're, you might be tired, but guess what? You still wake up, the, you still wake up the next day and mm-hmm. able to put your feet on the ground mm-hmm. and to keep walking, just keep going. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah. Keep going. So yeah. if I can encourage anybody, it's like, you really just have to let yourself process things, let the thoughts flow through negative or positive. 
Because there's always going to be more negative thoughts than positive thoughts for most people, right? But once you get to those thoughts, usually the positive thought is the one you you act on. Act on the positive thought. Because when you act on the positive thought, positive things happen, you know? That's a good, that's a good principle, yeah. Yeah, like, well, I listen to a lot of, like, uh, how do you say, like, podcasts where people, like, either change their life or reform themselves. I listened to one recently on Shia LaBeouf. That guy, God, that guy has been going through it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. 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 You, yeah, you wonder where Shia LaBeouf has been for a while. You learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and learning what that guy's been through, he, you, you're like, oh, and his whole thing is like, act on the positive thoughts, less on the negative yeah. thoughts. You know? Yeah, that's a good principle. Yeah. So I, and like, you know, and like, even though like I'm tired, I barely sleep, I can still manage to laugh. I've been laughing a lot the last hour. Yeah. A lot of yeah. fun, you know, like what, yeah. life's not that bad. Life is great. I get, you get great. The, we get the, as long, like you get to wake up each day and do what you love. It's, it's a good day. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, yeah. and I, and I appreciate you talking to me, man. I really appreciate yeah. this. Oh, th- yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. It's been great. And, uh, you know, I would, you know, best of luck with, with, you know, the podcast and, and, um, and with whatever else you've got going on. And, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think it's great. I think it's great what you're doing. So yeah, just, you know, yeah. Thank you, man. And like, you know, and like, that's the thing. It's like, this isn't like a one way thing. Like, I don't like when people ask me, they'll be like, so like, you're doing great with your podcast. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. I'm like, Thank you. But also it's kind of like, it's a collaborative experience as much mm-hmm. as this, like it's an interview and a conversation. It's still a collaborative experience. I can't have a good conversation with somebody unless there's a person on the other side having a good conversation with me as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not just me. Like, so like if like this thing has grown because the people that I talk to are growing like mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally in their own life. And, and it motivates me to grow so, and you kind of feel like you need to match some energy. Like you, it motivates me to step it up on a daily yeah. basis. Like, and whatever means that is, whether or not it's like, you know, be a better conversationalist or uh, listen to music that you normally don't listen to and get a perspective in that. Uh, like get a different perspective on parenting and being a like better father or a better husband or a better human being. It's like, it's an active it's an active work to just try to improve to be a better individual overall mm-hmm. and and not trying to think I need to dramatically improve on one thing a lot. Just try to learn a little bit about a lot of things gradually and mm-hmm. everything will – I'll eventually be 60 years old and hopefully be smarter than I am now. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> a good goal. I well, feel like yeah. this is like good Alzheimer's prevention. You know, like this is going to help me not lose my mind when I'm 60 years old. There might be. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. We'll yeah. Just keep triggering memories. But yeah. <laughs> Julian, I appreciate you talking to me, man. Yeah, it's no. been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, well, yeah, I, yeah, just the, you know, the, the new record, the sale, it's out. So go brilliant go album, brilliant yeah, album. Thank you. Thank you guys. Please listen to that album. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an original, unique great album you'll love it it provides a plethora of emotion and feels positive vibes you guys will really enjoy it and um it, it provided that for me like it like it's 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 a rare thing you're doing man Thank like you, and you're yeah. so and, that, and this is the thing you're so young 
You're so young. You got so much life ahead of you. You're going to like make even more music. That's what's nice. It's not like, like I've, I, I want to talk. I've yet to talk to somebody who's like at the end of it, you know, like mm. a 70 year old man who's been making music their whole life. I can't yeah. wait to that. I'm trying to figure that out now. I want to talk to somebody like the, what is music done for you your whole life? So yeah. it's like, but like to see your trajectory and like, see how, like, I could just see it in your eye of like how much joy and how much you love doing this that it's I like it's just going to keep getting better. So it's like nothing's better than somebody who's just constantly evolving and their music is changing and evolving with them. And I look forward to that. And guys, please listen to his album, The Sale by Julian Chang. Uh, Chong, Chong. Chong, yeah. okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I apologize no, for you're that. you're good, you're good, yeah. My, my, last, name, my last name is Gonsalves. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm constantly, I get what it feels like for people to pronounce it because it's spelled G-O-N-C-A-L-V-E-S and people yeah. say Gonsalves. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So. so like I I I, cost, I know what it feels like for people to pr- mispronounce my last name and I don't want to offend you. So I No, no, not offended at all. Ch- Chang look that's what it looks like. Chang no, yeah, but but I should have uh, like there's times when I've gone the opposite route where like yeah. I'll pronounce it how I think it sounds even though like cuz I just pronounce like how it looks but right. like so I'll go for like I don't think that's how their last name is actually said. Let me go for the like the how would they say it? from in their nationality and then i've been wrong with that too so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. trying to they're like no like, yeah no it's all good yeah well, cool. hey, well, God, thank, no yeah. thank oh, you sorry. man go ahead go ahead oh, i was just gonna say thank you for having me uh and uh yeah and good luck with everything and just just to let you know man this podcast will be out not this saturday but next saturday Cool. So um, next week we'll talk more and well um, I'll let you know when it's like, I'll start promoting. Um, I'll send you links like, and feel free to send me if you have anything that you want promoted. Like if you're going to go like, go do a show, mm-hmm. anything you want promoted, just send it to me and I like, and I'll get it ready and posted attached to what we're going to post for the show. Cool. And I'll continue to promote your music. I'm a fan. Like I'm, I'm excited. I look forward. Yeah. Thank and guys, you yeah. thank you, man. And guys, remember to follow The Wild Weird on all social medias. Uh, Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Share. Share with your friends. Um, The more you share, you know, the more this thing grows. Sharing is caring. And um, I appreciate everybody who's come along for this journey is that listened to the show, that have um, followed us, given feedback. Like, the thing I'm really enjoying now is, like, now people are sending me um, suggestions. Like, like song suggestions, album suggestions. Like what I posted something recently was like, send me an album that you've listened to from beginning to end. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting things like that. So like this has created so much joy and like happiness for me just to like listen to other people's view and music, uh, the music they listen to. And nothing's better than just people sending me non-tangible free music that I've never heard of. And then it gives me an opportunity to listen. So thank you everybody who's been sending me music. It is so cool and keep doing it. Cool. All right. We'll take care of Greg. Thank you, Julie. It's been a pleasure, man. Hopefully we could talk again soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Thank you, man. Have a good day. You too.